Hey, my name's Helen and you're listening to the Love Mondays Club podcast. If you're a fellow tutor, trainer or coach, then welcome. You're in the right place. Whether you're looking to start, grow or expand your online services, this podcast is for you. My goal is to help you build your business, earn more money and have more fun in this messy muddle we call entrepreneurship. Every Monday, I'm going to be sharing practical tips to help you accelerate your business. From marketing to mindset to money, we'll cover it all. So if you're ready, let's dive in. For today's episode, I am celebrating my five years in self-employment and running my own business. So I wanted this episode, so it's coming out sort of around the start of February, the the 1st of February is my anniversary day. So I like the idea of, you know, five lessons I've learned in five years, but I'm not going to lie to you. I've been thinking about this a lot and it's been really difficult to actually pin down exactly five lessons. I actually probably could have written about 50 or 100, but I'm sure you don't have the entire day to sit here and listen to me listing them all off. (laughs) So I've picked five things that I think are hopefully going to be helpful for you and potentially relatable as well if you've been in business for a few years and you might sit here listening to this thinking, yes, Helen, I have definitely been through that as well and maybe even still going through it at the moment. So this week I have been talking a lot about this anniversary with my clients and it was a really interesting conversation as well because like as a group, we're sort of quite a mixture. There's a few people sort of within the mastermind who are are a good few years down the line into their business and they're sort of you know growing and scaling and bringing in new services and then we've got people who are sort of in those very early stages maybe even just leaving sort of employment and and going into sort of full-time setting up their own business it was so interesting for us to kind of talk about like the spectrum of emotions that you go through especially when you go from like leaving a full-time job all the way through to kind of working for yourself and I was saying to them that you know over the past five years I'm not gonna lie they've flown by and I couldn't tell you that I specifically remember each of the anniversaries of the years but I can certainly remember that very first day of starting total independent sort of self-employment yeah I'm not gonna lie it was totally terrifying you know that there was that sort of moment of opening my eyes in the morning and thinking oh my god what have I done (laughs) but nothing puts a rocket up you more than actually having that feeling because you know that you know this has got to work. If you really care about it, you're really passionate about it, like you are going to get up every morning and work so hard because you really believe in it and you want to make it a success. And five years on, I am very relieved and happy to say that I still have that feeling. You know, I will still jump out of bed really early in the morning and go and just crack on with work because I love it. And, you know, I really sort of care about my business and the people I work with. And this is something that we were talking about in the sort of mastermind is saying, you know, you never take it for granted, like the opportunities and the freedom that you get with sort of running your own business. Now, this is not to say that it's all sunshine and roses and that there aren't ups and downs along the way. Like I'm always going to be real with you guys and I'm not going to sit here with some sort of toxic positivity saying no it's all you know it's all perfect it's all wonderful and all amazing because you might not be experiencing that and I don't want you to sit here and kind of feel like you're doing anything wrong because that is 100% not the case so I'm going to share with you today as I say the five things that I really feel like I've learned along the last few years things that I wish that maybe somebody had come and sort of tapped me on the shoulder and told me as well and told me that things were going to be okay (laughs) in some of the times when it felt a little bit tricky and yeah like I say hopefully these will help you so let me dive straight in these aren't in any particular order either really but number one is simple 
is always best. So I am so guilty of always trying to overcomplicate things in so many different areas. I've got a lot better at it now, but like in the early days, you know, it was almost impressive how I could take something so simple and overcomplicate it. As an example for you, I remember speaking to my friend and we were talking about sort of building up my Facebook group and I was talking about the content that I could put in there. Now, she'd sort of said to me about, you know, you're always talking to parents. Why don't you just share a couple of tips? This, of course, was a great idea. And I thought, yes, I'm going to run with this. I'm going to think about these specific types of tips we were talking about. And I kind of disappeared off for an hour and then came back and gave her a call and said, rather than, you know, I've come up with five or 10 good tips I can share with people. Oh no, I had gone to the extreme and decided that I was going to share 100 tips over 100 days. I was going to record 100 videos and write 100 captions to go with it. And honestly, I I could literally, we were on Zoom, I could see my friend almost putting her like head into her hands being like, Helen, why? Why does it have to be so big and complicated? (laughs) I'm not going to lie though, I did go away and pretty much do those 100 tips and videos and it served me very well. However, it was ridiculously time consuming. On hindsight, I would not have done it the way I did it. I would also have learned the power of batching a lot sooner rather than I did a lot of it sort of day by day. And it's pretty tricky to stay consistent like that. But one thing it did really teach me though, is that consistency is like one of the most important things in your business. So like I say, we can kind of sit behind the scenes, trying to think of all these complex, complicated ideas and all these like different ways that we can sort of serve and help people and especially when it comes to marketing as well you know I was talking to a client the other day and they were almost coming up with different lead magnet ideas every week and I was sort of saying to them like you know slow down like you can't create free content free lead magnets for people every single week if anything what's going to be way more effective for you is literally just showing up and being present for your audience and there is going to be an element of you're going to have to repeat the same messages over and over and over again but it's so simple and it's so effective at helping people to like really understand what you do again you know there's definitely shiny object syndrome out there especially as you start sort of discovering like the tech world and all these different systems and programs and things that you can sign up to my first ever website was a wordpress website and that was so dangerous like when i discovered the world of plugins oh my goodness it was like a kid in a candy shop and of course that's what's great about wordpress is that it is so like versatile and there's so much different stuff you could do with it. But actually what I've learned with myself over the years is now the website software that I use for like my online courses and my coaching and things like that, they are part of like packages and different companies who don't give me that much flexibility but actually that works better because it stops me overcomplicating things so I've almost like taken away the power of the plugin <laughs> and all the problems that came with it on the kind of theme of simplicity like there's a big element I think as well of trying to stop yourself from like over delivering all the time and I think you know when we really care about our clients and we really want to help people it's so easy to kind of keep like layering on your services so let me give tutoring as an example like you might be doing a one-to-one lesson or a group lesson but then all of a sudden you're saying well then I'm going to do marking afterwards oh and then I'm going to create these extra resources for them to practice and then there's going to be like
like this extra bonus thing they can sign up to and then I'm going to create an online course to go on top of it and then we're going to have like monthly meetings and like you can see it like it spirals it spirals and spirals but everything on that list is all there to try and serve and help and obviously do the best you can for your clients but what I found over time is that actually giving people so much like content and stuff to work with was actually quite overwhelming for them and also quite confusing any service that I sort of offer or deliver to people I really you know take a step back I put it on the drawing board and then I just sit there and think about it and quite often have to be brutal and like stripping away parts and again this is what I found has worked really well now like with my mastermind is that it was really simple to start with and then as the months have gone by and listening to feedback so last week's episode I was talking all about feedback and reviews but you know then gradually like layering in more levels to the service and what I offer to people essentially not over complicating it as well so it's like really like organically turning into something that my clients want rather than me sitting there creating a million things and assuming I know what they want which is part of the problem (laughs) so that was lesson number one keeping it simple is always best the simpler you can make it the easier it is going to be for you to deliver things the more you're going to want to show up and do it and then ultimately the more consistent you're going to be which is going to be so powerful for your business point number two taking every single opportunity that comes your way so again When I first started five years ago, I wanted to pretty much lock myself away and just do my own thing. And honestly, I think that just sort of comes off the back of like, I didn't really enjoy working in offices. I I didn't like kind of being, it's going to sound terrible. I'm careful how I word this, but like, you know, I, I, I loved the people I worked with and they, and they, it was great, but I just, I just didn't like that office environment. It felt very much like trapped in the four walls. And I wanted that sort of more freedom that came with like running my own business and location freedom and things like that. What I found is that I really kind of like buried myself down and really just focused on like my clients and things like that. But I never really made too much of an effort to do like networking or speaking to other people in the industry. And then of course, when COVID happened, and my entire business moved online, it never really moved offline. And then one of the biggest problems with this is that I then pretty much stopped leaving the house. And that just wasn't good for me on all levels, you know, mentally, physically, emotionally, everything. So what I found over the past couple of years is it's been difficult. I'm not going to lie. Like networking is scary. It can be very daunting, like going into a room with people like you don't know. And I think a lot of people who sort of do networking for a long time underestimate this. So if you're one of these people out there listening to this and you're sometimes, you know, you feel like you want to go out there and meet new people and do networking, but you're a little bit feeling a little bit worried about it. Like I hear you, I understand, but I I also do really recommend it and you know you can start off with things like online networking so you're literally sitting there on zoom and that's great because again you can kind of sit back quietly you can listen to what other people are saying but you'll probably find you'll get a bit frustrated with it after a while and you might actually want to go and have proper you know human face-to-face conversations with people and get to go to lots of interesting places so I highly recommend that And also as well, like taking every opportunity that comes your way. So the caveat to this though, is that it can't distract you from like what it is that you really want to achieve in your business. Like, you know, what is your mission? What do you really want to make your business become? And there will be opportunities that might knock on your door to maybe go, 
work for somebody else or to do a different job or to maybe take on a client that you wouldn't normally take on. Now, all of those could lead to great things, but they could also distract you from what you really want to be doing. So there's a bit of a balancing act that goes on here. But like, as an example, so a year or two ago, I got an email from an organisation that I was a part of and they were just talking about awards and putting yourself in for awards. And I had all the imposter syndrome in the world, but I thought, you know what? This is an opportunity that's literally landed in my inbox. Let's just go for it. What have I got to lose? And I had nothing to lose and it all worked out amazing. And I got, you know, nominated for the award and I was ended up being awarded runner up. I got to go to the award ceremony. I got to network and meet loads of people. And from there, so many opportunities came out of just that one, just literally that one email and me filling in one application form, which took me like 20 minutes to do half an hour. Always look out for these little opportunities because you never know where they'll lead you. Okay, so number three is the honest truth that you can't please everybody. This is not a bad thing. It's fine. And again, I always say this to my clients, like the best the best thing about running your own business is that you get to choose who you work with, which means that, you know, we should always be tweaking and looking at our marketing and making sure that we're attracting our ideal clients. I think a big part of this as well is a bit of that sort of abundance mindset of this this idea that, you know, there are always plenty of people out there who are going to want to come work with us. Also as well, like in the pool of potential customers, we're probably not physically going to be able to serve all of them. So it doesn't matter. Like there's enough pie to go around, you know, we can all have a slice of the pie. And I think that's really important from a mindset point of view as well, because if you go into, you know, especially the online space, which is super busy and lots of noise going on, if you go in there with a bit of an attitude of wanting to, you know, monopolize it all and kind of take in everybody and help everybody, like it's going to be super draining, a lot of hard work. And also ultimately, do you actually have the capacity to take on that many people? So this is one thing I really work on with my clients now is talking to them about, you know, be really clear from the start on like how many people you want to work with, like what's the target number, and then we can work backwards from there. And then everything feels so much, you know, we can put in strategies in place and everything feels so much more achievable rather than just very kind of like loose goals of like, I want to run group classes or I want to fill my classes. Like be, this is kind of goal setting here, but it's like be really specific about it. And then the whole thing becomes a lot more of like an achievable task to do. And also as well, in terms of like, you can't please everybody, there's, there is always going to be the element of like customer service. No, no matter what sort of business you're running, like if you're working with, well, some form of customer, there's going to be customer service. And with that, comes complaints. You know, you can give the best service in the world. You can try your absolute hardest. Sometimes you might make a little mistake. Like we are all humans. All of us do it. And there might just be one or two customers who aren't overly happy and maybe want to complain about things. So learning to kind of be resilient and have sort of processes, I think, in place to deal with any kind of conflict like this is really important. And like my, my number one tip for this, I am actually going to do an episode in the next couple of weeks about complaints and handling challenges customers because quite a few people have asked me about this and my background was that I used to manage a team all to do with handling complaints so 
plenty of experience and loads of stories to tell and talk about with this. But the most important thing, I'll sort of throw it out there now, being confident on the phone and getting people on the phone. Because we all know like if you're, you know, messaging somebody or you're emailing them, like so many things can get lost. Like the tone of a message can be really misinterpreted sometimes, especially like if there's, you know, emotions involved. So getting people on the phone, even better getting them on Zoom, almost trying to have that face-to-face conversation. Nine times out of 10, the situation will resolve itself sort of within that conversation. And it's all part and parcel of running a business. And like I say, you can't please everybody, but that's fine. Like as you sort of move through your business as well, you'll also start to notice red flags of potential customers you don't want to work with that you know might cause you problems. And that's all part of the learning curve, you know? So don't be afraid of it. You know, again, it's like this thing of opportunities. The more people you work with, the more you're going to really understand who exactly is your ideal client. Like who are the people you really want to be with and work with? Number four is the lesson that you can't do these things on your own or don't try to do them on your own. Like don't sit there and struggle. So so listen, I'm not sort of overly into like star signs and things, but uh, my star sign is Taurus and one of my family members always points out that they're very stubborn uh, and I hate to admit it, but I, it is true. I can be very stubborn. And when I started my business, I was definitely stubborn of like, I can do this on my own. I don't need help. You know, I can learn it all myself. You know, I can sit here at one o'clock in the morning watching YouTube videos when actually there is a professional out there who probably could have just come and done what I needed in literally about half an hour. But there we go. All these lessons had to be learned the hard way. So I've kind of like written a little list in front of me here of like, I guess the sort of five groups of people who have really helped me the most along the way. And, and honestly, now that I've grown and scaled my business, the more my eyes have opened to the fact that I could not run day to day without the help of all of these people. And I would never want to do it all by myself because it would just be exhausting. And actually, a lot of people who I'm going to list now, you know, they do the things that I don't enjoy, but they enjoy it themselves. So first of all, kind of slightly outside of business, but I've been very lucky that I have a partner who's very understanding and, you know, he puts up with the fact that pretty much seven days of the week I talk about work, but he has always supported me with this and always helped me. And that has been a, you know, a huge thing for me. Like even just stuff like if I'm working late, you know, like we have routines of like cooking dinner and things like that. So like I kind of have that headspace that I don't need to kind of worry about working and sometimes doing chores. And we, you know, we balance out these things. And it sounds like such a silly thing to talk about, you know, like cooking dinner, but actually like, especially when you're running your business and you, you you know, you're going to go through like little sprint periods where potentially there's a lot going on. Sometimes you just need that headspace. You just want to sit down and like bury your head in your work and really get on with it. So for me, having that support has been invaluable. And also my friends as well. I have a sort of very close small group of friends and I was speaking to them at the weekend and I did say to them like you know I am so aware that I am useless in the group chats you know I just don't really reply I'm like I'm reading it but I'm just I'm just not really there but you know they're so great they totally you know they were saying they totally understand they know that I'm Monday to Friday building the empire quote unquote that's their words not mine (laughs) 
But I think like my point of all of this is like surrounding yourself with people, even outside of your business, who are like very understanding and very supportive of what you do. Like that right there is really important to kind of build that network around you. On a more like business related note. So for my tutoring business, I decided to partner up with a lady and it has been the best decision I made because, you know, we have achieved so much together just working together in a year and like bringing our heads together and all the resources that we have. So, you know, from that perspective on that side of my business, I couldn't be without her. And we are a bit of a yin and yang. You know, I love processes and strategy and kind of marketing. She loves creation, looks through the nitty gritty of things and um, much better at proofreading things than I am. So we balance each other out nicely there. And that's really important as well. You know, finding people who actually don't necessarily, you know, have the same strengths as you. And that's great because there's that balance. Another side of it are the coaches I've worked with. So I've worked with a number of different coaches over the past few years. And like all of them have brought a new interesting perspective to me and one thing as well that I'll always say about coaching is that by like investing in a coach you're not really if I'm honest investing in them you're investing in yourself because the reality is you can pay tens of thousands of pounds for coaching but like if you don't show up and do the work that coach isn't going to come do it for you so for me that's been like a huge mindset shift and something I always talk to people about also as well my virtual assistant so she's been with me for years now and you know she is so helpful so reliable I don't know where I'd be without her you know even in those early days it was her that kind of like gave me the shove and made me do things that made me feel uncomfortable on social media you know she often reminds me of this like when I'm sat here talking about all these different ideas we have and the videos we're recording and everything she sometimes likes to poke me and just remind me and be like do you remember when uh you wouldn't even put a picture of your face on social media like four years ago (laughs) that to me is such a distant memory but again the reality is if I hadn't employed her to come and help me and basically give me a bit of a kick uh, not a kick um, you know I mean that the nicest way but you know she did nudge me out of my comfort zone and I never looked back since and also I have to give a shout out to the gentleman who does my podcast so he edits this for me and he is probably going to be listening to this and smiling laughing maybe cringing a little bit at me saying this and you're not allowed to cut this out either but for me you know like starting a podcast was something I've always wanted to do but I just knew that I didn't have the time to sit and edit it I need an element of a deadline to keep me accountable because like podcasting is hard like every single week without fail since I started I mean I'm only on episode what are we 32 I think for this one but you know that's 32 weeks consistently every week of putting out an episode and I plan on doing this up until 50 100 and beyond so this is like a full-on commitment and I knew that if I didn't have help, I would one, never launch my podcast because I'd probably still be sat here listening to jingles, trying to work out what I wanted for my intro. I would be second guessing everything that I was saying and not being sure about it. And also, you know, I'd be having to teach myself how to edit audio. And actually, like I have so many other things going on at the moment. This is not my strong point. So I found Pete actually through one of my coaches. So again, networking. And he has been like instrumental in the success of building this. So thank you, Pete little shout out and we'll put your details in the show notes for anybody who would like to get in touch with you and find out how to launch and start a podcast. (laughs) Okay, so the last one on the list, number five, the mindset and attitude and approach of there will always be more. When I first started five years ago, there was a little kind of 
feeling of like that panic and I think it's totally natural I think everybody goes through this like starting your own business it's exciting it's scary like, there's so much opportunity it's also a little bit intimidating like literally the entire spectrum of emotion is, is going on sometimes just in one day but having this like abundance mindset is something that some I think we sometimes need to teach ourselves but again it's been really instrumental in kind of helping me just to kind of sit back and take a breath and actually take a break. Like in the beginning, I would work nonstop, sort of, you know, seven days a week. And I would always have this fear of like, you know, well, if I don't do more work, then I'm not going to find enough clients and I might be missing out on opportunities. And what if I run out of ideas? And, you know, I've got to sit here and just do everything right now all at once. Like, again, I'm a super impatient person. Like if I think of something, I'm annoyed with myself that I haven't done it, you know, by yesterday. So I definitely used to beat myself up quite a bit with this sort of stuff but actually what I've noticed is that sort of over time that as well a huge thing is like your your goals will always change and you'll always want more probably like you know if you're ambitious if you're driven if you're inspired and you love what you do like you're always going to have ideas there's always going to be more that you want I think actually this is why it's really important to like know when your little business anniversaries are and things like that and take time to kind of sit and reflect on what's happened over the past year because we get so caught up don't we in like the treadmill and like the kind of hamster wheel of just sort of like running and running and never quite reaching our destination but for me I found a lot of peace in the last year or two in accepting that like I'm probably never going to reach that destination because the truth is I don't actually know what the end goal is like what the end destination is and that used to scare me a little bit because you know when I worked in like a big company it was like well I work in the team and then I become like a team leader and then I become a manager and then I'm a senior manager and then I'm maybe on maybe a director you know there was like a clear kind of end goal of like becoming the captain of the ship essentially but the liberating scary but great thing about running your own business is that like there is so much possibility out there that there isn't necessarily that kind of like dead end that you're going to come to if you're going to thrive and enjoy running your own business you have to learn to enjoy the kind of day-to-day processes and kind of living in the moment more of, of what you're doing right now and trying to stop worrying about the future too much so like right now I would say that I have a kind of three five year rough plan of what I'd like to achieve but in reality in my head I work in like three month sprints even the summer I'm still very undecided about what I want to do in the summer and it's not stressing me out anymore because I know after all this experience that like I will be able to you know potentially bring in a new service if I wanted to or I might be able to hit pause on what I'm doing the opportunities are there I have the systems and things in place and ultimately I have the faith that like everything always works out in the end and that sort of worrying about what comes next is actually like super distracting and sucks like the joy and fun out of what you're doing it stops you chasing money because I think if you're always just chasing like a number and a target which is really easy to do you know I especially because I work like in the coaching world now all of my targeted ads on social media are so you know focused around like hit the 10k month hit the 20k month hit the 100k month like as time goes by these numbers seem to spiral and get bigger and bigger and don't get me wrong money is really important and I talk about it a lot and I talk about the freedom it gives you but it's not everything you know and actually focusing on like building a business that makes you happy gives you freedom lets you work with people like gives you that feeling of like oh my god I get paid to do this like this is amazing 
that's the feeling that I'm trying to chase more now in the future rather than just those zeros on the bank account. I hope this has been helpful. Maybe some of this you've been nodding along to thinking, yep, I definitely used to feel like that. Maybe some of you are, you know, a little bit ahead of me as well and probably have some wise words to share with me as well for when I hit six years, seven years, maybe even 10 years. (laughs) This is why it's so interesting to kind of sit here and reflect on this stuff. So quick little summary of the five lessons over five years is keep it simple. Like simple is always best. Make sure that you're always looking for and taking as many different opportunities as you can because you know this will grow your network and just honestly open doors that you didn't even know existed accepting that you can't please everybody you're not necessarily going to get on with everybody and that's okay like it's your business you get to choose who you work with like your happiness is the most important thing in all this number four is like you don't have to do it on your own like if you're struggling if you're finding things difficult if you know somebody out there could probably do something a lot easier or quicker for you just ask for the help like invest in yourself invest in your business like if you want this to become a long-term thing and you want to see growth then take some of that pressure off your own shoulders and like go out there and get the support to help you do things a lot quicker and the last thing as well is this kind of as we say this abundance mindset of like there's always more clients there's always more opportunities there's always more things you can do and you might not always necessarily know exactly where you're going with things but ultimately enjoying and being happy in your day-to-day of your job I think is what all of us really genuinely aspire for and that you know that idea of a work-life balance and and that is totally in our control running our own businesses so I hope you found this interesting I hope you found it helpful hopefully like I say if you're in some of the early stages there's been some things you can take away from here Um, so much of this podcast I feel ends up becoming me sort of saying here's the mistakes I made here's what to try and avoid (laughs) (laughs) if you're at an earlier stage so what I would say is if you found this episode helpful I'm on a bit of a campaign at the moment trying to encourage people to do reviews and share the podcast because this is one of my big goals for this year is to get more people listening to the podcast and discovering it if you enjoyed it take a screenshot share it on instagram tag me in it leave reviews or even just send me a direct message if you were nodding along to some of this and i would love to know if you listened and you can relate to anything otherwise thank you so much for listening i hope you have a lovely week and i look forward to sharing my next episode with you next monday thank you for listening to another episode of the love mondays club podcast don't forget to review and subscribe or share this episode with one of your business friends for more information and support from today's episode head over to the show notes at lovemondaysclub.co.uk. Have a great week and I'll see you next Monday.